All right, everyone, and welcome back here to another installment of the Minnesota Sports Podcast. We have an emergency podcast here today. Um, normally put these podcasts out on Thursday here, but trying to uh, knowing that Barrios news was imminent, I decided just to kind of wait a little bit and wait for some news to drop. And because last week we did a pod, two, a couple weeks ago we did a podcast and Nelson Cruz got traded. So that was last week. So I figured this week we're going to be patient here a little bit. Um, and patience is a virtue, and patience pays off because Jose Barrios is gone. The Minnesota Twins have traded him to the Toronto Blue Jays, and the Twins got a haul. Now, first, before we talk about it, I just want to talk about the implications because a lot of people um, are going to say, you know, oh, we can't keep Barrios, the Twins can't keep their good players, you know, Johan Santana 2.0, all that kind of stuff. And time will tell how good this trade is, and I think that's just what we have to remember. But at its face, in the moment here, we need to look at the implications. Barrios was not going to re-sign with the Minnesota Twins. He said he was open to it. How He's open to re-signing with the Twins, is what he said, but he wanted to test the market. And if you're going to try – as much as the Twins have more money to spend um, – they still can't compete with the Yankees. They still can't outcompete the Dodgers, the Red Sox, the Astros. Whatever team just wants to throw money at Barrios, and the Twins were ultimately going to lose that. The Twins were saving money. They had the money to keep Barrios if he wanted to be here. He doesn't want to be here that bad, and he w- basically didn't really show a lot of interest in staying. He was going to test the market, and if the Twins got into a bidding war, they were going to lose. So they had to do what they had to do. And according to sources like Ken Rosenthal uh, of The Athletic, he said the Twins didn't want to trade Barrios until about last week at this time, but just the way that the market superheated itself, the Max Scherzer deal um, yesterday with him going to the Dodgers really kind of overheated. And then a lot of teams, Barrios was the best starting pitcher on the market. He was going to get a haul. And not only that, Barrios has a whole another year. So you're not trading for two months of Jose Barrios. You're trading for two months and a whole nother season of Jose Barrios under team control, so they're not even paying him 20 plus, 25 plus, $30 million. If you're the Blue Jays, you saw that opportunity, you want to compete in the AL East, you have this ascending core um, you know, with, uh, with Vladdy Jr., you have the ascending core with Bo Bichette, and just that entire roster that they have there. The Blue Jays are really trying to go for it in a four-team race uh, in the AL East, but I mean, when you look at this, the, I, there's a, a lot to process here because this trade is just going down. Um, it's official now. The Blue Jays tweeted it out. Um, but it was reported on about a half an hour, 45 minutes ago by Ken Rosenthal. And basically, uh, the, the, the here's uh, – we're going to kind of go through the tweets here. But uh, And Dan Hayes of The Athletic was also in on this too, um, is that um, – trying to find the right trade here, but uh, it kind of felt like, I know there was the pod, there was a bunch of teams from the East and West Coast in the mix, the Padres, uh, the Dodgers, the Giants, the Yankees, Red Sox, you know, all the, all the likely sources at this point, but, um, you know, uh, with, with just the way that this trade market was shaking out, Barrios was somebody who a lot of Twins fans kind of circled as a team to get because of how loaded the Blue Jays farm system is. And how loaded is the Blue Jays farm system? The Twins just got Jose Barrios in exchange for Austin Martin, who's a shortstop slash outfielder, and the number five overall pick in the 2020 draft. And they also got uh, Simeon Woods Richardson, 
who's a pitching prospect. And both of those guys are pretty high up on the board. I'm trying to find, um, I think MLB.com has the article here. We'll try and find out what rankings they were because they were two top five prospects in the Baltimore system. And Baltimore, or in the Toronto system, excuse me, and Toronto has an amazing, amazing farm system. Uh, very deep. And uh, I think Simon Wo- Simeon Woods-Richardson was somebody that the Blue Jays got in the Marcus Stroman deal from the Mets. So, uh, but uh, Martin is ranked, uh, Austin Martin, the shortstop outfielder, is Toronto's number two prospect. Uh, and right-hander Simon Woods-Richardson is, the tw- is their number fourth prospect. Um, but Austin Martin's, I believe, is the 16th best prospect in all of baseball. So this is a lot to get. You're getting you're getting two high prospects, something that teams never get at the trade deadline anymore. You're getting that for a guy who is going to leave after next year anyways. And it sucks to lose a homegrown guy like Barrios. It really does. He's a homegrown player. He was fun to watch. He he worked hard. He never got hurt. He he was just consistently consistent. He was who he was. He was going to give you a three and a half ERA. He was his whip was really good this year, but I mean he, it felt like he just never could get to that ace echelon. He got to that very good. He was stuck in the hall of very good, the very good tier. And the Twins fans, whether unrealistic or realistic, wanted him to break into that ace category. He never could, and maybe Toronto will unlock something. Time will tell. And then that's the biggest thing when you need to evaluate trades is time will tell. The Johan Santana trade, time told that it did not work out at all. Um and that they should have took the bo- the package from Boston that either included John Lester or Jacoby Ellsbury. Uh, but, I mean, when you look at this, I love this trade for the Twins. I, I hate to see Barrios go, but honestly, I am really happy that this trade worked out in this way. I'm really happy that Toronto was the team that uh, took him because we got two really good prospects. Um, one, again, shortstop slash outfielder. Um, another one uh, is a pitching prospect. Both of them, I believe they're 22 and 20, so they're both pretty young. Um, I believe, um, and I'm going to do a little bit more research here, but uh, I believe that uh, one of the pitcher, uh, Simeon Woods Richardson, is on the Olympic team. Um, so Twins have two pitchers now, Joe Ryan, who they got from Tampa last week, um, also on the Olympic team um, here. And I'm going to uh, look up here. Um, Simeon Woods Richardson. Okay, Simeon Woods Richardson, the pitcher, yep, he's in the Olympics. Um, he is 20 years old. Um, and so that's an interesting part about it. He's 20 years old. He came over from the New York Mets to Toronto and the Stroman deal, who was another top pitcher, and then now the Twins get him in their system, um, just kind of trying to go quickly just on who he is. Um, just for you guys quick, just kind of reading through, um, and Simeon Woods Richardson. Wow. They're already MLB.com is already on it. They already have the twins logo on his page. Um, he, he is a right-handed pitcher, um, throws, uh, fastball, uh, slider, curveball, changeup, Um, and just kind of reading on his thing here. Um, MLB.com says Woods Richardson's size, stuff, and pitchability at a young age all bode exceptionally well for his future development, and he already demonstrates plus control and command of all four pitches. He's more advanced and polished than a typical prep hurler and could move quickly as a result with the potential to grow into a number two or number three starter. And honestly, if you're the Twins, you'll take that because 
Simeon Woods Richardson was not the piece in this deal. Austin Martin was the the thing that put it over the top. Austin Martin, he's 22 years old. He played his college. He was drafted last year in the in the with the fifth overall pick in 2020. He played his college ball at Vanderbilt, so you know he's got a good college background there. Um, looking at his uh, write up here, um, kind of uh, talking uh, again, just kind of reading through MLB.com here. Um, talking about Mar- uh, Austin Martin, the Twins' new shortstop slash outfielder. Scouts felt that Martin was a top hitter in last season's draft class. He has an outstanding feel for the barrel and effortless makes hard con- effortlessly makes hard contact with a short, quick right-handed stroke that quickly and efficiently gets into the strike zone. He controls the zone very well and uses the entire field, showing no weaknesses at the plate. Martin is not overly physical and may not possess more than average raw power, but his uncanny hitting ability allows him to make the most of it, and he showed more pop in each successive season at Vanderbilt. So <clears throat> I, I, I'm, I'm excited for this haul. I, I really am. Um, if we look at Austin Martin here, um, this is Austin Martin's slash line um, with uh, New Hampshire uh, in double A. So in 196 at-bats, he had a 424 on base, a 383 slugging. So when you look at his OPS, that gets him to about uh, what, 820 seven, somewhere in that range. Um, he had 55 hits, uh, two home runs, 16 RBIs, 37 walks, 53 strikeouts, a 281 batting average with nine stolen bases. Um, I am excited for, I'm excited for this trade deadline. I, I'm excited to see what else the twins pull off. And, uh, interestingly enough, by the way, um, Eddie Rosario, former twin is going to Atlanta. He got traded from the Indians now to the Braves. Um, but, Anyway, moving on. There's a lot of trade stuff. It's heating up right now. The trade deadline only has a few hours left. I believe it ends at 3 o'clock uh, Central Time. And just kind of – I have Ken Rosenthal uh, on – I have the notification on for any time he tweets here. So we're going down the line here. Um, and this is a tweet from Dan Hayes, actually, of The Athletic. But he says it could be a wild day for the Twins. Setting the over un- He's setting the over-under at five and a half players traded today. Byron Buxton, the most intriguing player left on the board, heard his market started to pick up last night. We'll see if they get it done. And and that is, I, I don't want him to trade Buxton. I think keeping, because it's now the impact. Like, we're getting two good prospects. We'll talk about the impact for them in a second. But when, when we're looking at the trade value, for, or, or at the at the rest of the trade value for these guys, Pineda's getting traded. Um, as good of a player as he's been, and maybe the Twins keep him, uh, try and re-sign him next year, but Pineda's gone. Um, if you can get anything for a Hap or uh, Simmons or um, Robles or Colome. I mean, the best you're going to get for some of them is maybe like cash considerations. You know, like you're just, you know, a player, a, like a low ball, a low A guy, you know, like a, you know, you're not getting a lot. And, and to pretend you're getting a lot is anything. If, and this is if, there's a good chance that they don't, nobody bites on these guys. But um, you're going to see, uh, the Twins got this Barrios done deal done early because they still have three hours left now to sort out the rest of these trades. They weren't waiting until the trade deadline. Barrios is not the only player that's going to get moved. The Twins are going to keep moving guys, whether it's just guys like Pineda, whether it's guys like you – know, it could be a Max Kepler. He's another guy to be rumored. It could be a Josh Donaldson. Could be something like that. So it, it, it's going to be a lot. There's going to be a lot of moving pieces here, and that's the fun part about the trade deadline. Major League Baseball's trade deadline – is the best in all the four pro sports book it. The offseason is just god-awful. It is the worst. 
It is just a lot of hurry up and wait and stuff breaking at random times in the middle of the dead of winter. But the trade deadline is just the best for Major League Baseball. There's so many moves flying back and forth. It's a it's a mixed it's a moot day to be a Twins fan. It's a mixed feeling because obviously it shows the disappointment of 2021, but it shows that this team can reload very very quickly. This if the Twins are rebuilding, reloading, whatever term you want to use, if they're taking a step back, they're taking one step back to take two steps forward. I know Falvey and Levine have had their question marks when it came to some of the moves that they've made over the last year. But these are two top five prospects in baseball's deepest farm system. These guys, I was listening to MLB Network when the news first broke. They, uh, Ken Rosenthal and um, Ken Rosenthal and uh, I believe it was Mark DeRosa on MLB Network were both very surprised the Twins got these two players. The Twins got a haul for Jose Barrios. We'll see if guys like Byron Buxton, Max Kepler, some of these other guys get traded. But again, it's the frustrating part of 2021 is that we're in a position that we're selling and we're trading off all of these pieces. But on the flip side, it's excitement because this team can compete. Falvey and Levine are making this their franchise. Jose Barrios was a Terry Ryan. He's gone. Byron Buxton, Terry Ryan. They want to keep him, but they're not married to him. Um, you look at some of the other guys. I mean, they, they want to build, they want this to be their roster and, and that's fine. You know, they have to kind of change out the old guard as much as they can. The front office has just been completely wiped clean, Paul Molitor out the door. And that's just kind of how it is. I mean, these guys have only been in here for five years, so it's not even. So it's, it, baseball takes a lot of time to churn an organization because there's just so many players in the system. It just takes a while, but now Trevor Larnick's here. Now you have guys like Ryan Jeffers coming through. You have Brent Rooker, who made his way in. Royce Lewis is on the doorstep. Alex Kirloff was a Terry Ryan pick, but and he'll be staying here. But the Twins are making this their organization. Falvey and Levine are making this their organization. These are their guys, the guys that they pick. They're building this the way they want. And for better or worse, the captains got to go down with the ship. And they want it to be their ship that they went down with the way that they were steering it. And... We'll see what happens with the Twins. Um, there's still a lot of moving pieces that can happen. But if this is the only move the Twins make, they still had a good trade deadline. They have two top five prospects from a top farm system in baseball. I believe uh, Simeon Woods Richardson was the 85th best prospect in baseball. So they have two top 100 prospects now in their farm system. The Twins' farm system, it's not as deep as it was, obviously, because guys like Larnick and Kirilov are kind of bursting through the bubble and Rooker and, and everything. So, but uh, this farm system's looking pretty good again. Uh, if they get some more pieces here, uh, this could be a team, and maybe they don't compete in 2022. Maybe they kind of use it as a buffer year and start to work these guys in. But 2023, the Twins are competing again. Like, and this isn't a, oh, you know, set the rebuild and we'll be good. Just give it, you know, this is a, this team is going for it. They are reloading. And sometimes you have to, you know, everybody gives teams grief when they load up on prospects. But if the Padres didn't load up on prospects four years ago, they're not in the spot that they are now. If the Dodgers are an exception, but you know, if you look at like a team like the Blue Jays, they had to give up Marcus Stroman to get pieces that allowed them to get Jose Barrios. You have to sometimes give up these things in order, you know, you have to give up some of these things in order to have that depth. 
And if you're a small market team, that's just what you have to do. Now, you could be a team like the Dodgers that has great organizational development and a lot of cap space, and then you can just corner the market on everything. But, but the Twins are not that. This is The Twins are going to be okay, I think is the biggest thing. 2021 was a disappointment, and yeah, they kind of have to retool the roster. But honestly, if you're Falvey and Levine, you honestly don't care. I think they're like they're, it sucks that they, their moves didn't pan out. But if you're looking at them, they've got to be thinking there's no way all of our offseason signings blow up this bad again. And we get some more new guys in this team. We get some new guys in the farm system. They're going to be good. And looking at the impact of uh, the guys that the Twins just got in this trade here, looking at the impact of Simeon Woods Richardson and Austin Martin. Austin Martin kind of fits that Royce Lewis model. Does Martin start at shortstop or does Royce Lewis go to the outfield? And what does that mean? Do the Twins say now that they have Austin Martin, does that mean because him or Lewis can play center field, does that mean that they're okay with trading Byron Buxton? Because they know that they Royce Lewis is the number one overall pick. He's no Byron Buxton. But if he stays healthy, which he's coming off an ACL injury, but or Woods Richard or uh, excuse me, Austin Martin, one of those two guys comes in. Again, they're no Byron Buxton, but they're outfielders. You put, you know, do you put Martin at shortstop and do you put Lewis in center? That could change a lot of things. Or does it make you more willing to trade Kepler? Because you trade Kepler, right field opens up. You put uh, Martin or Lewis in right field. And then you have Buxton in center, Larnick in left, uh, Martin and uh, Lewis in right, Martin at shortstop, Polanco at second base, Kirilov at first, Donaldson at third base, or whoever they eventually bring in. And uh, you have Garver Jeffers behind the plate. And honestly, this is a lineup that can still roll. It's a lineup that's young. The Bomba squad is gone. It's tore down. It's, it's over. But the Twins for the future here, they have something. They're building something here, and I'm okay with it. Now, Simeon Woods-Richardson is going to be another starter. Him and Joe Ryan, who, by the way, pitched a gem for Team USA. Granted, it was against Israel, but they st- and the guy who got a home run off of him was Danny Valencia, a Twins legend, uh, and... Um, I, I don't know. I think the Twins are kind of stockpiling the system, and that's the thing. Now, these are top prospects. Sometimes the analogy is with trade deadlines is that you just kind of trade a good guy for a few names and just hope that one of them pans out, and that's kind of how it is. I mean, the chance that both of them become really good Major League Baseball players, it's not 100%. It's not close, but they have a lot more talent than a lot of the guys you get at the trade deadline. This is exciting. This is very, very, very exciting. Again, it sucks to lose Barrios, but he wasn't going to come here anyways. He was not going to stay in Minnesota. He was going to push the market. The Twins were going to get into a bidding war. They could not win. Barrios was gone. The market overheated. Everything In a season where everything broke wrong for the Minnesota Twins, when you look at injuries, when you look at free agent signings, when you look at... Uh, Develop when you look at development of some of their guys like Sano or, or uh, Kepler or you know when you look at that it looks like a lost season. But to have this break right for them might work for the future. The Twins are gonna the way it shakes out they're expected to get the fifth overall pick next year. You load in another top you know, top draft pick. The Twins farm system is going to be okay. Uh, I, I don't know. I, we'll have to see how this goes. There's a lot more moves that could happen. Um, I'm not gonna be able to sit on the podcast here for four hours. But um, I, I don't know. I, I don't know. I, I, I'm really excited with this. Um, just uh, Does Josh Donaldson move? Um, 
I don't know. I I don't know. I with Josh Donaldson, I'm trying to think of uh, um trying to think of how Josh Donaldson trade would shake out because again, uh, Donaldson has uh, two years left on his contract and it, he has a fifth year, which is like a buyout, but it's a buyout at sixteen million dollars. So that's a lot to take on. Do the Twins have to take on some of that cap hit? Do the Twins, you know, Lavelli Neal, the Star Tribune, just threw it out there. Like, do the Twins trade uh, Donaldson and then with the extra cap space, use it to re-sign Buxton? I don't know. I feel like this trade to get another outfielding prospect, the Twins have a lot of outfielding prospects. And Polanco's still at second base. I mean, he has a couple more seasons left on his contract still. And they're not going to wait. And Polanco's been playing pretty well right now. So unless they unless they find a team to trade Polanco when they feel like they're ready, um, or one of these guys moves to third base or something, yeah, you know, I I don't know. I I think that the, there's a the, it's a embarrassment of riches to have when you have a lot of top when you have a lot of prospects and kind of nowhere to put them. But at a certain point, you kind of have to figure stuff out. Now stuff organically worked itself out when we thought of uh, Kirilov and Larnick. Larnick got the left. Larnick's going to be the left fielder. Kirilov looks like he's going to be playing first base. Now that messes up Brent Rooker because now you got to figure out, okay, is he going to be a DH? What's Sano going to do? Are you going to trade Sano? You can't trade Sano. He's got a couple more years left, making $10 million. You're not going to find a team that's going to trade for Sano. He's, you're stuck with him. And you can't keep, you know, you got to figure out what you're going to do with that. So there's a lot of things that the, there's a lot of things, there's a lot of moving pieces still. There's a lot of what ifs for this team, but it's so intriguing and just, I think there was a lot of ways that this trade deadline could have gone wrong. I think on paper, the Twins fleeced the Blue Jays. Now, granted, Brios could go on. He could be a dominant arm for Toronto. He could just do everything right, and they could go on to win a World Series, and the Twins could look foolish. Both these prospects could flop, and Falvey and Levine get shown the door. That could happen. The Twins aren't World Series champions yet here, uh, but this is a positive step. And you have to make the most of the situations you're in. The Twins looked at the situation. Brios wasn't going to stay. The market was as high as it was ever going to be. You weren't going to trade him in the offseason. The, the, the return you would get in the offseason isn't as high as it was right now. This is a smart move for the Twins. They made the right call. Um, and if more trade news happens, I'll try and get some podcasts out here. We'll see what happens. Uh, I'll be busy uh, a lot during the week, but we'll see uh, during this weekend, but we'll see what happens. Um, if emergency stuff happens, um, you know, give it a shout out. Uh, we'll try and give it a shout out here on the podcast. But um, if you don't follow me already, follow me on Twitter at bombcj30. I'll be following that there. Um, and we'll have a lot more to go over. I mean, this, this is fun. This is the most fun the Minnesota Twins have had made me feel uh, all season, really, outside of the few games we've actually been able to see Byron Buxton play. Um, so I don't know. I Buxton is intriguing. I want the Twins to keep Buxton. I think the Twins, now that they don't have to worry about paying Brios, and if they somehow find a way to move the Donaldson contract, they need to find a way to get Brios or to get uh, Buxton his extension. And one last thing too, and we'll finish on this. Michael Pineda is going to get a decent return now that Brios is gone. He's the top starting pitcher off the market outside of Kyle Gibson. Um, Outside of Kyle Gibson, um, I weirdly how we say that. Outside of Kyle Gibson, there's not a lot of arms out there for teams to trade for. So Michael Pineda can be a good spot if you're a team like the Padres. You need starting pitching. The Dodgers just got Scherzer. 
Your starting rotation's meh. You need to get something like that. You need to get an arm. So maybe you just get Michael Pineda and you say, we just got to get the best we can. And the Padres still have a good farm system. Uh, the Giants could use starting pitching help. All the teams that were in on Barrios, realistically, except for the Dodgers now that they have Scherzer, but who knows, um, are in on Michael Pineda, you would have to assume, because they need starting pitching help. And outside of Kyle Gibson, there's really not a lot. So Michael Pineda could get a good return. Guys like Andrelton Simmons, Colome, Robles, Hap, don't expect them to go anywhere. Guys like Kepler, I don't think a Kepler trade can happen, but we'll we'll see what happens. I don't think a Buxton trade is going to happen unless get, the Twins get blown away like they did for Barrios. And I just think with Buxton, I just think with Buxton being hurt, that changes the game too. So, all right, I think that wraps it up here. I've kind of rambled enough, um, but man, what a trade deadline for the Minnesota Twins! Again, if the Twins only have this Barrios deal, they still are coming out on paper a better farm system, which will in turn mean that they will become a better baseball team. This is how you have to play the game. And I think the Twins are doing what they can. And so far, I think they've been playing it about as well as they could. So, all right, that uh, wraps it up here. We'll have uh, more on the rest of Minnesota sports coming up. But for now, we'll leave it here. You're listening to the Minnesota Sports Podcast. Thanks for listening to the Minnesota Sports Podcast. You can find us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Be sure to leave a five-star review and share the podcast on social media to help spread the word.